3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 99 of Two Is One Mike, the old great one Wayno episode. Uh, I'm joined alongside my co-host, Dwayne Stinell. As always, I'm Johnny Cullen. Uh, we have two special guests for you today in our special playoff edition of Two Is One Mike. First, we are joined by recurring guest and friend of the program, Ryan Jury, play-by-play for Guelph Storm, and just an all-around great hockey knowledge guy. Uh, Ryan, thanks for being here, bro.
1: Cheers, guys. Hey, it's always a pleasure.
3: Always good to have, you back. to have you on, bud. And also joined by host of the Blue Yorker, former NCAA Division One college hockey player. Spent some time at UMass, Zoomass, and graduated from Mercyhurst. Um, good to have you on, Johnny Lazarus.
0: Thanks. I appreciate it. And I do have to correct you because when I was there, it was referred to as New Mass, not Zoomass. So Zoomass is a new thing. Is that right when they won? No, Zoomass is done. They killed it. Now it's new Mass. Uh, okay, uh, did you play against uh Carson Gusevich? He's a Buffalo boy. I played against him when he was at St. Lawrence. My yeah, freshman year.
1: yeah,
3: good kid, good family. Did fun fun fact? Fucking, they're built like brick shit houses. Their dad, Rich Gusevich, won a fucking Rose Bowl, I think, for Wisconsin. Oh, wow, that's
1: really oh, yeah. geez, uh.
3: Athlete, athletics running the family. Must Athletes
2: be right. love to see it. Um, so- I'm to ask you about this, but all right. What? That-
3: oh, yeah, we
1: Blaine. we're just ignoring whatever's going on up there with Dwayne. I
2: yeah. So I was at Texas Roadhouse with a girlfriend before this, and uh, you know, they had this balloon guy there, right? And guys all decked out, kids are wearing hats and I'm like well, you know, not to be all mushy gushy, but I call her she's like everyone's got a pet name for the girl. I call her pen. Can you make Dwayne? Keep that to yourself, man. Well, listen, fuck up. So I, so I, they ask her, make her a, pe- a penguin hat. Guy does an unbelievable job, dude. Like for balloon animal standards, this penguin was unbelievable. Had like glow up lights in it and shit, and just like, guy, the guy's an artist. And then she's like, "Well, you, can you make him a goalie helmet?" And this is what came out. So I told <laughs> well,
1: not her, not like, a bad effort. Disabled. Like
2: yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's all right, you know, considering you know whatever. It's balloons. So, I mean, she she dared me to wear it during the show. I I wore it. So. Now we're done. I am my first fucking date, Dwayne. Jesus. Do What you want to be my date? No,
3: Dwayne, you know what? Good for you. You know what? How long will it last
2: though? Uh Not long. We, listen, man. Like me and her have been, you know, hot Love and cold it. for like over 10 years. You know, you know, hot and cold for 10 years. Right, like, you know, you know, yeah, when, you what know that about? we dated when we were at like 21. You know, we broke up, we got back together like five years ago. You know, it wasn't like you know we're together, but like we we're we we're seeing each other, and then three years ago we started we started back up again, and you know we're we're doing really well.
1: So you're yeah like you're you're hot and cold like the Leafs playoff optimism. <laughs> I shouldn't say
2: hot and cold, but like you know on uh, on again off again. But
1: I got gotcha. you. She's an
2: absolute rocket, so I have nothing to complain about. Congrats! Congrats! <laughs> Daddy, I'm, I'm out hitting my oh. what, 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 what is it? What is it, Cully? I'm I'm out hitting my coverage out kicking your coverage. How kicking my coverage, hundred punching 100%. above I'm your
1: 100%. weight 100%. class. Yeah, that's yeah, good.
2: I'm definitely out of my. I wouldn't say. I'm not going to say that because she hears that. <laughs> 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 your weight <laughs> class. No, that. I just said. We know what you mean. Yeah, you know what you mean. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely out of you know, in the wrong atmosphere when it comes
1: to her. So you're Jay Baruchel. She's out of your league. Yeah, for sure. 100%. There you go. Hundred okay. percent. All 100%. right, so
3: getting off Either of I. Dwayne's love life and into the nitty gritty. We have a packed lineup tonight. Love to see it. Love this time of year. We got four games going. Um, right now, tied one to one with the Panthers and Capitals. For those of you that are listening, we're recording on Monday night. Um, both games tied at one. Uh, Johnny, I got to ask you. So you grew up a Long Island boy, played for the Gulls, and. Um, <laughs> All over. Yeah. So I- I'm assuming a New Yorker is. Is a Rangers-centric podcast? Yes, Phil Fill us in.
0: It was originally through the Believe Podcast Network. It still is on the Believe Podcast Network, but um, it was called Believe in Rangers because they have a show for like every single professional sports team. But uh, we've been partnered with this company, Blue York, who makes a lot of like Rangers fan apparel merch, um, and they're awesome with like video clips. This guy AJ Casaglia, and Alex, his brother, do an incredible job making like Rangers hype videos and all this kind of Rangers content. And uh, they wanted to like brand us as their, show, as their show. So uh, literally like three days ago, we became officially the blue worker and uh, we're super pumped about it. Cause those guys do awesome stuff.
3: I like it. I'm all about that. You got to find what works for you. And if people yeah. are willing to team up with you, you got to do it. Um, obviously one quick question. So you're a, you're a Rangers fan at heart. You got to spend some time in Northern Pennsylvania um, <laughs> and, and what was your time like in Mercyhurst? Were you surrounded by Pens fans or was it a good mix?
0: Uh, it's a big mix between like Penguins, Sabres, and then obviously like the Cleveland area too with like, I mean, obviously there's no hockey team there, but, um, you know, a lot of Browns, Steelers, and uh, Bills fans. Um, I went to a lot of Buffalo Sabres games, especially like when my friends were in town. Um, So that was pretty cool because I got to spend, like, $15 and sit five rows up, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Speaking of know. guys
3: that grew up around here that you're buddies with, I just looked it up. You played – I so I coached at Fredonia. You played oh, yeah, with Luke yeah. Rivera and Max Blitz. Blitzy's a beauty. I love Riv and his brother, both great people. Uh, That's I, hilarious. I, I, yeah. Dude, small world. I was thinking about that when I looked up your EP. Um, Unreal – for those that the people that are listening and don't know, I, I'm always going to butcher this name. It's not the Maccabiah. It's the Mac. How do you Mac- say it? It's like
0: Maccabiah, but we say Maccabee. Um, but that's how okay. I met those guys. And and they're like, you know, I mean, Luke Rivera is one of my best friends in the world now.
3: Dude, Luke's a beauty. Next time you talk to him, tell him you were on with Cully and tell him I said hello.
0: Well, hopefully he's tuning in.
3: <laughs> fucking right, Luke. I miss you, Rev. Uh, they still <laughs> out in California?
0: Yeah, he's actually uh, having a baby girl um, anytime soon.
3: Love to see it. Here's a quick story. I coached these two guys, boys, two guys, and I had a diaper party. Rivera and a few of the guys got the whole team to come. Everybody brought diapers for my baby girl, so it's awesome to see it. Happy uh, happy upcoming Father's Day? That was awful. Uh, but no, Riv and Blitzy, great nice. people. Um, yeah. You guys did well out there. I remember them coming home and sharing it with us. That's really cool. Tell us really quick. Give us a rundown. What's that like? And, and before you do so Ryan do you remember Dan Ehrlich from London
1: yeah yeah I remember Earls yeah he
3: played he played in this in uh, Maccabiah games and I so remember that time we played together at Western and him telling me about it was awesome so Johnny tell us tell the fans listening what what that entails and how that whole experience went
0: so essentially it's just like similar to the Olympics but it's only for Jewish athletes and the games are held in Israel so we were playing like literally in the desert in Jerusalem there was like only five <laughs> hockey teams though obviously because there's you know, only so many countries that have enough Jewish hockey players to form a team. So uh, we played like Canada, Israel, Russia, and Germany. Um, it was pretty cool. The gold medal game was us against Canada. They had a bunch of CHL guys, and we had a bunch of D1, D3 guys. Um, I think like 10,000 people filled the arena, which is really cool. I awesome. remember
3: seeing they reposted awesome. Johnny. It was cool.
0: packed
1: in
3: there. Wow, um, it was other athletes were in there.
0: It was really that cool. Was a uh, movie. Movie. We got smoked. We lost 7-2, to two, but uh, it was it was a great experience, um, you know, other than that. Wish the result was different, but, um, you know. Incredible. Yeah. Honestly, you guys will appreciate this, too, since it's your 99th episode. Uh, there was a video that played, like, um, I want to say, like, midway through the first period, like, Wayne Gretzky, like, talking about <coughs> Maccabee games, like, how cool it was to have hockey in the desert, and that was, like, you know, that was awesome. Oh, my God, yeah, right? Like, I mean,
2: Wayne, I mean – that experience alone, just to have like a pack barn like that. And like, yeah. that's something that's just like, I'm trying to find the right word for it. Like it's not common what you, that, that tournament you guys played in. Yeah. So that must've been like a really special feeling to be like one
0: of the first, it, it was it the first time. No, 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 no it's it a little bit. Yeah. It's been going on for a long time. The Mackie games before us um, like team Canada had Jake Wallman who's on St. Louis now, or I think he got traded to Detroit maybe. And uh, Zach Hyman played for Canada as well. That's wow. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's actually, awesome. the tournament I was in, there's like an older men's division also, like 40 and up, and Alexei Zhitnik, I think, who spent time. Get the fuck Buffalo. out of here. Did he spent time in Buffalo? Yeah. He oh, yeah. He spent right? in Buffalo, dude. Yeah, he uh, he was playing for – I forgot what country it was. But, uh, Jack was or Slovak? He,
2: so he was either Slovak. He, he was Russian, but he's actually on the front lines right now fighting for
0: Ukraine. Yeah, he was playing like, the tournament. He's was, not was,
2: Russian. He's so a Soviet era. Soviet, but 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 he speaks Russian. I remember him he like oh, he, a little lot little of the guys. People. Like Zitnik was one of the guys when you had a new Russian player, and he would be the translator. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, he was there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was. He was good just, little
1: hockey player.
0: He was sick. He was actually he was really good in the Islanders. I remember him when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: percent. Yeah, nasty, nasty slap shot.
2: Yeah, man. You all. He had a nasty shot when he hit the net. Yes. That was the thing about him. Couldn't hit the, back, the outside yeah. of a barn, at least to say about it, or Rick Janrett used to. Good <laughs>
3: gaps, good sticks. And you know what? He wasn't flashy offensively. But, um, Ryan, I don't know if you remember this. I know Dwayne does. And, Johnny, this might predate you, but there was the old Jitnik, uh, Schmelick, Groschick, the old – Dwayne, who am I missing out? Maybe that's all. But uh
2: Groschick, Schmelick. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Where are you going with this?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just remember growing up, there was the fucking schmicks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Don't
2: yeah it was good times. a good um, time. You're, you're a schmick.
3: Uh, I'm a fucking schmout is what I am. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get into the NHL, Ryan, quick up, quick quick up, update on how your year ended up, how Guelph finished.
1: Not great. Uh, they uh, they got walked pretty hard by the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Um, just a – I think the result that everybody kind of saw coming Guelph started the year as the youngest team on paper in the entire OHL added some overage guys in there who who played well for them. But you know, I think that that team is, is building up to be a real contender in the next two years, next year, they're going to be one of the strongest teams in the Western conference this year. They got some valuable playoff experience, but that's kind of where everybody kind of thought that the line would end for them. And it did. Five games, the Sioux, just big, fast, nasty, mean team. They pushed all their chips into the middle uh, of the table at the trade deadline, getting Jack Thompson out of Sudbury. Uh, they're, they're loaded up. They're going for it. And uh, they made pretty easy work of a young Storm team that's just not quite there. Five games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the Sioux potentially in uh, in the OHL final representing the West. They're that strong. So yeah, I mean, overall a fun year. Uh, but I think the next two seasons in Guelph are uh, are shaping up to be pretty special.
3: Now, sure. who was the overage player in Guelph that did a ton with charity? I think it, this might have been his last year. Uh, he had his own foundation. Is that this was that this year or this past year?
1: So that so uh, if McFarlane? you're thinking of Garrett, if you're thinking of Garrett McFadden, McFadden, um, McFadden. he's he's a former Storm captain and Ben McFarlane just joined his organization. It's a Absolutely. mental health advocacy group called McFadden's movement, uh, which is really cool. It's great for Ben. He's uh, he's obviously close with Garrett and they've gotten to know each other really well. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a nice story for sure. And next year, Ben will go around to a bunch of local schools as one <coughs> of the uh, representatives of the organization and talk to kids and young hockey players uh, about the importance of mental health. So it's a, it's a great initiative for, uh, for and I know Ben's really excited to be a part of it.
3: I thought that was really cool. I followed along with that. And yeah. and people don't realize, I mean, I didn't realize this as a, as an American and John, you could probably relate to this as you're coming up. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you have, you have NHL teams, but being an OHL player in some of these, um, you know, smaller market towns, you really have an opportunity to make an impact. I was lucky enough to do something called Cully's kids uh, where I was able to, you know, get an insurance company, um, to donate, you know, 250,000 books. And I went to different schools and read to them. Um, But it really gives you an eye-opening experience being, you know, bigger than the rink or bigger than just a hockey player. Um, And it was a really awesome thing. And I know Guelph, like you mentioned, with those two, they've done a great job. Johnny, to ask you before we get into the NHL stuff, being an American college hockey player, being able to experience it not only in, you know, the Mecca of college hockey in Massachusetts, you know, close to home, but then to come out here, um, what was it like for you to, to, to be, you know, be able to give back and, and what, what did you guys do? Was it, was it as a team or did you guys do anything individually to, you know, going to schools, whether it was a reading program or, you know, to teach them how to play with hockey? Did you guys do that in NCA? NCAA?
0: Yeah, actually I was uh super fortunate enough to be a part of the student athlete advisory committee. So, um, you know, luckily enough, my, like, senior year, I got to put on our own fundraiser, actually. We hosted Ohio State, and uh, we made it, like, a Make-A-Wish night. So, um, we had one of, like, the local high school kids who was a Make-A-Wish um, Make a Wish kid. His name was Connor Amendola, actually. He came and, uh, like, came in the locker room, dropped the first puck, and uh, we, did, like, we had, like, a whole whiteout. And Mercer didn't really sit a lot of kids or didn't have a lot of seats. So, um, you know, luckily, we were able to pack it, which is really cool. I think it fits, like, you know, probably five to, like, 8,000 people max. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Pittsburgh just scored twice in like 10 Yep.
1: Weeks.
3: Bang them up. Backdoor Beauty, Jake Gensel.
0: But uh
2: <laughs>
3: nope, no,
2: yeah, that was uh
0: you know, sorry about that interruption, but
2: <laughs> no, no. We you know we love dude, we love the live
0: reactions. Yeah, we love the live awesome. reactions.
2: Love to see it. Let's go, Pittsburgh. Worse.
0: So <laughs> I also posted like right before the game, I'm wearing like a we have Igor, we have Igor you don't shirt, and it's just it's just backfiring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, what a pass. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: You Know what's interesting for me, and I want to get your guys' take on it. It's obviously, you know, Malkin's on, on a contract year, uh, Letang's on a contract year. Um, I I worked in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago and didn't realize, you know, just how hockey-centric they've become. Obviously, the, you know, winning two cups helps, having winning the Crosby lottery helps. What do you guys think is gonna happen there? I mean, this is this the last hurrah for the old Pittsburgh Penguin Corps? Who do they bring back Who would you keep Latang or Malkin? Or neither,
2: you, I mean, Crosby's never, leaving Pittsburgh. Crosby's never leaving Pittsburgh. I think if I, I had to, say pick... Crosby, Malkin and Latang are up for New no, York. I'm just stating that Crosby, he, he's he, he's you know a lifer with Pittsburgh, in my opinion. But, um, if I had to pick between the two, I think I think Latang's the guy odd man out for me. I just, I, I he's gonna, he's gonna, he had a great year and he's gonna demand a lot of money. I mean, I think Malkin
3: still is, is you know, as much as he's not maybe not dominant. I think the smart play for Pittsburgh, especially with their back end being so blue and, and so young, uh, this guy eats 35 minutes a night, and even though he's getting older, like, how do you replace those minutes? I mean, Ryan, I, I, do you follow along with Pittsburgh? If you were GM for a day and you were uh, Berkey and 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 I forget who else is there. Hackstall. What, what do? Yeah, doll.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a tough conundrum because both of them are older and both of them are injury prone. Like Malkin's got a super dodgy knee. Latang obviously had that stroke scare. He's had shoulder problems.
2: Yeah, he's had a lot of injury issues. But, but he's but he's bounced
1: back. Yeah, like he's had he's had a really nice year, and. If you're asking me who I'd probably rather keep, and that would be cheapest, it's probably the Tang, and he's probably the harder guy to replace. I mean, as good and as legendary as Malkin is, like it's a joke that he wasn't named one of the top hundred NHL players of all time that's, <laughs> that's when that brutal. list came out. That was a joke. There was about twelve guys on that list that I would have put him ahead. Um, but neither here nor there. I just think that. As great a player as he has been, I think they would have a tougher time replacing Latang simply because right shot, really good puck moving offensive defenseman who's pretty darn good in his own zone, too. As much as I cannot stand that guy as a Caps fan, you've, you know, being impartial here, he's a fantastic player. I think he'd be harder to replace in Pittsburgh's pipeline because you look at these forwards that they just find. These guys, like the Penguins, constantly are just farting out six-round picks that are useful players. Rust, even Gensel wasn't super highly touted when he was drafted. Rodriguez
0: comes over from the Sabres and he turns a around. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I don't even think Gensel was drafted. I think he came out, right out of college, right in Nebraska, Omaha. Yeah, it's insane. Like, they just I mean, fire guys. So it, Sherry as well, yeah. um, who's playing for my boys now. Yeah, it's incredible. I think that because of that, they're probably with a gun to their head because they're not going to want to do either. They're probably going to try and keep Latang over Malkin, and that's probably what I would do too, based simply on the fact that hey, they still have Jeff Carter, who is not Malkin, but he's still a pretty good player. he looks good with cheaper. his helmet off? Yeah, he looks really yeah, good. He cool. Yeah, he's, he's first team the all beauty. Um, so I mean, it's a tough decision for a general manager, and they're on the other side of their window, but. I guess, gun to my head, I would keep Letang because I just feel like he's harder to replace than Malkin. Real quick, Johnny,
2: I'm watching the replay of that of that goal. What the fuck is Braun doing there, man? Which
0: one? I, I didn't see the second one. I missed the second one. The back
2: one. door. I'm, I'm looking at the replay right now. I'm trying to tell. He, he's just literally waving his stick, literally doing half circles up and down the ice after the giveaway at the far blue line. Like, what is he doing?
0: I don't know, but Foxy was caught sleeping there with Gensel sneaking right behind him.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, you that
0: thing was the good.
3: I wanted to ask you, yeah. and, and Ryan, you'd probably have a, a knowledge of this too. I I remember him coming out. You obviously drafted the Calgary. <laughs> he he slipped him in the draft because I remember seeing him with NDTP. He was a fucking awesome player. Obviously a little bit undersized, but just a wizard with the puck. Great boots. Um, awesome gap. He kind of fills that new prototypical defenseman role. You look at Quinn Hughes um, and, and Cal McCarr, you know, not the biggest guys, but able to contribute offensively and really drive possession numbers. Uh, Johnny, he's a Long Island guy, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he actually, we grew up together. We actually went to the same sleepaway camp. He's, camp. he's around a 96,
3: 97 too, right?
0: 98. He's a Jewish kid as well. So uh,
2: Really? Oh, wow,
3: there he,
0: you he go. That could be invite, but he, he had too many other Yeah, ones. see you yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had <laughs> development camps to go to. Yeah. um yeah, yeah I mean, as far as adam goes like i've been you know i've known him since we're like 10 years old and he's always been the guy like he's not necessarily going to stand out in any game like you know you don't necessarily notice him right away when he's out there but uh if you just break down his clips and his shifts like he makes every single decision the right way like that's always how he's been he's always been the smartest guy out there and just makes a simple play and makes it look easy like my dad always said watching adam play in like a you know college game he looks exactly the same he does men's league he just like is so poised and and just so calm out there. He
3: never gets hit because he's just so elusive, right? Like you really look at uh, Mm -hmm. Petrangelo was the best defenseman I ever got to play with. And he broke it down simply. He said, patience and deception. Mm -hmm. And now it's taken me a long time to really break that down. But when you look at a guy like Adam Fox, he's patient, he's deceptive. Mm -hmm. And and not just with his shot, but with, with his first pass,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, the guy
3: hardly ever gets hit either. Sorry. What'd you say, Johnny?
0: I was saying his, his head fakes are just out of this world.
3: And 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 also his full body, his hips, and the way he's able to disguise what he what his true intentions are. It's been really fun to watch him. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to before we <laughs> it over the Washington series. So McAvoy and him also play together for a little bit, right? Charlie came down yep. to play for the Gauls, is that right?
0: Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Charlie uh they've been playing together for forever. Adam Adam actually played like a year up. So Charlie was a ninety seven and Adam played with the ninety-sevens growing up.
3: That's awesome. I, I just saw that Pittsburgh miss too. I yeah. wonder before we flip it over to, to Ryan's uh, the old Caps, Johnny. You've uh, you've seen Igor Shesterkin up close and personal. Uh, obviously, gonna win the Vesna. If he doesn't, that's a crime. Uh-huh. But the Vesna's for regular season. You know, last game was a bit dicey. I love watching him. I use him for a lot of clips for my goalies. Uh, wh- what's it been like to have the Rangers go from Lundqvist? You know, maybe that one or two years in between, and then finding another looks like you know generational stud. I don't know how that stayed out, uh, but Shisterkin, What 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 have you seen from him, Johnny? And then what do you like about what he brings to the table?
0: Yeah, I mean, we are so spoiled as a fan base to go like, like you said, right from Henrik into Igor, and uh, but then again, it's like you know, as spoiled as we are to have such good goalies, it's almost like more heartbreaking because we just feel so bad for them. Like they're just constantly uh, left oh, out. Funny.
2: We went from we went we went from Hasek to Miller, and our bridge between the two for two years was Baran, which like yeah. Baran was really good here. In hey, Buffalo.
3: friend of the program, Marty Baran, friend, yep, yep, friend of the
2: program, friend of the program. He's uh, I mean, I think he has this. I think he has the Sabres franchise record for most consecutive wins. Even we had uh, him for a bit too in New York. Yep, yeah, yeah, had him for. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah, hurdle hurdle him.
2: <laughs> but like, it's just yeah. you know, it is heartbreaking, dude, because these guys stand on their heads for you night after night after night. Yeah. Hasek won six Vesna trophies in seven years with the that's Sabres. That's fucked up. That's Crazy man. Two two back to back heart trophies. And only had one cup finals appearance to show for it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. We totally get it.
0: Yeah. No, it's – uh, you know, it, it, just, it just sucks because, like you said, like these guys, you know, put their heart on the line pretty much every single night and they constantly keep the Rangers in games. Like, by no means <laughs> so, like, that 2012 team, the Rangers team, gone to the conference final, but they did because was took them there. You know, like that's – Even when they, they lost in the having... comp,
3: that was highway robbery. I forget who they played in in the conference final, but I just felt like – and you can't teach the way Lunkus plays. And in and, and my years, not only playing, but coaching, for him to be as deep as he was, to be so good cross-crease passes, his hand-eye reaction and his ability to dissect plays and break them down and read the play, I've never seen anything else like it. Yeah. Uh, a friend of the program, Quentin Musty, just got drafted by um, Sudbury Wolves first overall, not this past draft, the year before. And he was telling me he played for, what's the good program? It's not the Jersey Rocket, the Jersey Avalanche, right?
0: Uh some would say the Rockets are better, but yeah, yeah.
3: Well, no, but like they had the U 16 team where they had so Musty played for that U 16 uh junior Rockets team, and he told us stories that Lundquist when he was coming back from his uh you know trying to get ready to play for for the caps, ironically, Ryan. Um, he skated with them and he told me a bunch of awesome stories. We're gonna have Q on in a couple of weeks, but but transferring over to the Washington series. And in Washington in general. Ryan, how did that ever happen? How did your love for the caps begin?
1: I I think it all really started with Ole Kolzig. I yeah. I was Program. just a little Yeah, I was just a little kid. And uh, I remember, you know, a, as most Canadian kids do in small towns, you come home from school, you eat a peanut butter sandwich, and you hit the street and play street hockey until the lights go out. And that's all we ever did. Um, I'm from a really small town in the middle of nowhere, Arthur, Ontario, shout out. And um, that's all we did, man. We, we had a designated street. And like everybody in town knew that that was the road hockey street and they would avoid driving down it because they knew we would be out there from 4 p.m. until almost midnight. And uh, yeah, I used to like playing goalie when we played road hockey and my dad there got me go. a helmet with Godzilla on it. Oli Kolzig had Godzilla. That was his nickname, and that kind of got me interested. I started watching the team. Loved Peter Bondra. I loved Steve Connawaltchuk. I had his jersey as a little kid. Um, Connawaltchuk. Maybe haven't
0: heard enough. Fucking
2: the most
1: random guy ever, eh? You know. Um, I think that's
0: like the last time I heard that name.
1: And I, I, loved, uh, I loved Yager when I was a little kid, too. Like we, I, I would always use, funnily enough, the Penguins whenever we played NHL. And I would use Yager. And then he got traded to the Caps, and I was so excited. Um, didn't work out that great, but uh, as Pittsburgh just scored again, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it started for me. And then the teardown happened. That was some sad times, but we got OV. And uh, that kind of cemented it. Not
3: consolation prize, Ryan. Not
1: terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible. And
3: you know what? We talked about it with Pittsburgh getting Crosby. And not only that, but you go Fleury, Malkin, Crosby. Maybe not in that specific order. And seeing here, good patience, double clutch. Trouba unable to clear his guy in front. No, he didn't get a piece. That's a tough one, Johnny. But- I'm never
0: coming on here again. <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. Johnny's done with this. do that, bud. Three goals in the second period. since I've joined this stream. Yes, oh, but no. if anybody
3: could come back, I think it was a similar score. Maybe it was three to one. Same exact
0: score, yes. Yeah, same exact score. Yeah,
3: so it was. I mean, when I look at a team that, that has the offensive – not only just the offensive, but the ability to climb their way back, um, it's, it's New York. Now, Super the question perfect. becomes, do you do the same thing you did in game three? And – or sorry, yeah, game three and 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 get uh who's the other goalie? Not Sam Sonoff. That's that's a Washington Yurgy goalie.
0: Yur-Yur-Yur. Yur-Yur-Yur.
3: Yur-Yur-Yur.
0: I mean, enough, I man. I yank him. I would yank him right now. Um, I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? You're down four to one, save him for game five. I mean, just at this point, you're just gonna ruin his confidence, I think, right? Like you gotta but put him back up. Speaking or, yeah. of
3: ruining somebody's confidence, Dwayne, did you see last night where Sheldon Keith before he pulled Jack Campbell? And Jack is a friend of the program, a former goalie partner of mine. They it it seemed like they were. Did anybody see that? Where they were actually talking to each other?
2: Yep. Yep. I, I saw that. Yeah. I I thought they should have pulled him right after the third goal.
3: Fucking I Keith said. Jones started saying, "Oh, he's fucking maybe he's sensitive," and Sheldon Keith doesn't want to do that. And I'm like, "That's fucking crazy." I know Jack's sensitive, but like
2: he's an emotional know. guy. But dude, you just don't fuck around with a goalie. Like goalies. I I don't know. I I thought they should have yanked him after the third. That they were doing him no favors at all. And if that's gonna be the guy you're yeah. gonna ride with for the playoffs. Get him out of there, man! Like, like, dude, the Leafs looked horrendous last night. Like, from yeah. up- I'll go back to the second goal though. That was a bad rebound
3: off of his stick from the from down low. You got to block that pass.
2: hundred percent. Even dude, that that shot, I forget who took it. Oh, it was. Uh, oh, shit! It was a far out uh, top of the face off. dot.
1: which shot are you talking about? Are you yeah, talking, talking about the one he waved right at? right.
2: Oh, through that was,
1: was Ross Colton.
2: Ross Colton, yeah. Dude, it was just like no screen. It was just him and Ross Colton. The bro- I mean, he's in the
0: slot there. What do you you know? Yeah, he's coming right down the cock. Yeah,
2: like I mean, like y- you got enough of a piece of it. In my opinion, you probably should have that. Is, is, that, is that an
3: equipment malfunction? I've had that happen to my gloves before. <laughs> it literally yeah. hit the the um, indentation on where his glove breaks, and you could see his Vaughn glove break down or the the pocket kind of close down the middle. And then he looked at his glove. I hate when fucking boys do that. I did it a whole ton. But that, that's tough. I, I don't know. I think uh, nine I out of ten of
0: NHL players should score that goal.
3: Agreed. But, Agreed. again, he was out far enough. He got a piece. He tracked it well. That was a dagger. Yeah. I go back to the second goal. You know what? The first one, whatever. It was a blown <laughs> cover. Stamkos popped out for Hedman. And the winger, you know, went down low. And there was kind of a miscommunication there. And by the time they realized it, two guys went and ended up being a double screen for Jack. For me, it's that second one that comes from low to high behind the net. He gets a piece of it, and not enough. He wasn't strong enough on his on his glove post to get a piece of that, and, and it's in the back of the net. And then, sure enough, a couple minutes later, Patty Maroon scores where Jack makes the initial save. Uh, I didn't mean to segue right into the Leafs yet, um, but I, you know what? I did not. I, It's not a – if you do as well as the Leafs did, didn't they get the most points in history, most wins?
1: In franchise history, yeah, yep. and you yep. get
3: rewarded with back-to-back Stanley Cup winner, Tampa, Tampa Bay. That's fucking tough.
1: Uh, yeah, it's tough, but I'm like, I I'm out of excuses for that group. I I really don't care how tough it is. Um, if if you all they talked about, especially even after last year, which was the most disappointing exit just all these lessons we've learned starting on time we we, our intensity and again last night it was the same old garbage um and and I went on with Dwayne and Gatesy and I mean I don't have much more to say about it I mean I went on a a hell of a tirade on the Leafs last night and it basically breaks down to like just enough's enough uh and it almost is I said last night Dwayne you'll remember it's worse because they're playing the back-to-back champions you can't start on time against the bar of excellence in the NHL in playoffs last two years you can't find a way to bring your intensity level off puck drop against that team that's embarrassing I don't want to hear these excuses anymore about well we had some miscommunication here and maybe our details weren't there your details weren't there I like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I'm not here for it. I don't want to hear anymore. I get it done. Like at some point, just get Dude. it done. The caps did it. We had to, two straight years of getting absolutely jabbed in the heart with a spear by Pittsburgh in the second round. And, oh. and then they figured it out you know they figured it out yeah the ring just go, got it? a goal good for them we're turning it around we're turning it around foxy to kryder one of them we're turning <laughs> it around and Kreider yeah. needed that didn't he uh, yes yeah, he did oh okay yeah. foxy got it well there you go Kreider's ball and aaron needs to get things going perfect. yeah he really Panarin does what do you mean game.
2: he's
0: been fucking awesome mm.
1: and he's like five points
0: in
2: does he yeah Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: he had he had a hot comeback, but again, he he did have points. I think what he had four points in last game, but they lost. Yeah, four out of four. I mean, it comes back to kind of what Ryan was just saying. You have to find a way to not only have the individual success, but the individual success that leads to team success and gets the win. At this time of year, they don't ask how; they ask how many. You need sixteen wins, right? And and I I, I'll tell you what, my mom I don't know why she likes the Capitals, but she does, (laughs) and and I, I was happy to see them win it. I love T.J. Oshi, big fan of him, as yeah. Pierre McGuire would say, from War Road, Minnesota, yeah. and I was happy to see the Caps win. It's been tough to see that decline, though. They haven't won a series since, and me saying that's probably going to be the dagger in Florida's casket, um, and, and not to transition too much to that game. Um, I wanted to touch on one thing on that last goal. We talked about, and Johnny touched on it as well, Foxy has an unreal zone entry is able to get Pittsburgh puck watching along the boards and is able to feed it through traffic. And as a goalie, you know, that defenseman did everything right. And it goes off his skate. Those goals happen, but what a fucking big goal for New York,
0: man. Just throw it on that, man.
3: Good things happen when you put it on that. Um, So teeing up before we move on from Washington, Florida, I, I don't know if it was just me, but anybody notice a little bit of panic in that group from that switching up lines on the fly? I know you got to find some work here uh, in the third period last game, but very uncharacteristic of them, you know, not getting a ton of looks. I don't know if that's some Samson, Samsonoff playing really well. Uh, and, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on, on that series, the way it's going right now? It's still one-to-one, right,
1: Ryan? Mm. Yeah, they're still tied at one here. Um, and Florida just still can't get their power play sorted out. They've had, I think, four <laughs> opportunities in now forwards. in this game. Yeah, running the five forwards. Maybe they'll throw Ekblad back out there with the top uni. Who knows? Florida just got a penalty finally. Um, but yeah, like they're up twenty to nine in shots right now. Late second, the Caps have been swimming in this second period, and Florida just can't figure it out. And and I mean. Samsonov is obviously putting up another gem right now that that lone goal that he let in much like the Saturday game was so soft, but now he's he's locking it down right now. And like the caps, I I don't know where this penalty killing has come from because they weren't that good at it uh, down the stretch in the regular season, but they're doing a great job. And if they win the special teams battle and you keep letting Ovechkin tee up shots like that one, um, the, the Panthers will lose this series. And it, and the thing is, is the Panthers are what the Caps were for a long time. High-flying offense, relying on scoring a ton of goals a game. I think they averaged 4.08 goals a game. A lot. Didn't like, get they, shit out the whole year. A historic, a historic offensive output uh, in Florida. But... That's not what the playoffs generally are about. Nope. And guys will lean on you and those extra hits that don't necessarily happen on a Tuesday in Phoenix. Uh, they happen in the playoffs. Guys label every hit. They make you pay a price. And say what you will about the Caps and how they've declined and they have since Barry Trotz left, which what a fucking story that is. I can't believe the Islanders. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah guy. it took everybody by surprise,
2: man. Absolutely
1: outrageous. Some, some NHL team is absolutely emphatic that Barry Trotz is available. His phone must be ringing off the hook right now, but say what you will about the caps. they're still a big, mean, aggressive team and they love playoff hockey. Like if, if you want to get into a battle in the corners and get into a war of the wall, good luck against the caps. A lot of big boys over there that can run you through the glass. Speaking it's, of
3: that. And I got to grab my charger after this. So Dwayne will carry the show mantha that trade didn't make a ton i mean on paper it makes sense i didn't see him contributing as much as he is now and i don't know if that and johnny maybe you could touch on this going from one organization to the other i got traded as a goalie and there wasn't a whole lot outside of learning the different you know different handedness of defensemen and how we like to break out but to be able to 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 go from one organization to the other it's not it's probably not easy but Mantha has been a goddamn fucking brick shit house wrecking ball, and not just with his physical play, but just being a deterrent. Right, like you saw him and Marchmont go at it, Marchment, and fuck, like I saw Marchment with his towel between his legs. I love his game. I love that he's a pest. Um, but Mantha's just fucking a man. Like he's got man strength, and he's really you know contributed to that you know heavy game that Washington's been able to play on the boards. Um, it's been fun to see, uh, it's just sad that you look at what the Panthers gave up three, their next three first rounders, including this year through 2024, multiple mid round picks, you know, Owen Tippett, who's an OHL alumni, Ryan, you remember watching him with Saginaw, oh, yeah. right? Really good player. Great player in the OHL. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I hate to come back to it, but when you look at what the Rangers have been able to do. And also the Capitals, to some extent, about to retool on the fly. Um, the Rangers, what was it, two years ago? They announced this big, you know, rebuild. What was it, Johnny? Two years ago, they sent out a a, a season ticket holder letter.
0: 2018, yeah, like an email about uh, you know guys you've grown to love are going to be you know getting shipped out, and they're going to you know restructure the franchise.
3: And you see DJ's Jibena Jad, he's he's been on a fucking tear. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously bad bad signing Panarin had- was nice. But I, I just think it's, it's, it's nice to see that trade work out for the Washington Capitals and Mantha playing a big role. Ryan, your thoughts on that and how he's contributed thus far?
1: Yeah, he's been really good considering that he didn't get to play basically all year because of that knee injury. And uh, he's come back. He had five points in his first six games back in uh, early March. And has just settled into being a Washington Capital. He's bought into what this group is all about. He's a big, mean son of a bitch. He's six five every day of the week, as Mike we Babcock would son say. Of on that team. Him he's, and Tom he's a big, big kid, 6'5", 225, Skates really well, and he just buys in. All, all the boys on this team just follow Ovi's example, lay the body. Um, when that guy's on the ice, um, despite the fact that he's not putting up a ton of points so far in this series, when he's out there, it's hammer time. Like he is using his size. You can't say that Mantha is a guy that goes out there and doesn't utilize his tools. Um, and you know, for the Rangers, Johnny, I I'd love your thoughts on this, you know, paying such close attention to them as you do. The Rangers have a bunch of guys like that too. I mean, Kreider had a historic season. He was a freak this year, banging and crashing in front of the net. I love his game. He's such a monster out there with the way he skates and lays the body. Really dynamic back end. You mentioned Zibanejad, Cully. Like, what a player he's turned into. Another gaffe by the Ottawa Senators, who fired Pierre Maguire today, by the way, after 10 months. Jesus. Looks good on him. It's and a uh, contract, too. Yeah. I, I wonder what your thoughts are on the way that they have played. And and really, as Cully mentioned, after that letter, the, the turnaround has been quick and prophetic. Yes, Igor is Igor, and he's going to win the Vezna, and the Breadman joins up. But, man, they have built a hell of a good core here. We still haven't seen the ceiling at all of Kako and Lafreniere. I, I really like Heedle. I think Heedle's really yeah. underrated. Like, you got a team there that's got a good mix of veterans and a good mix of young guys that can all skate and lay the body.
0: Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And then they needed, they just needed like the proper voice, right? Like, you know, David Quinn was here for three years and he was great. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people felt that he just, you know, played a lot of the young guys and didn't necessarily have fuck.
1: Sorry, another goal. Oh, yeah, no, five
0: two now. Oh, my yeah. god, um, that's tough. We're
2: yeah. never getting this guy back on too. Oh, yeah, this is a, <laughs> uh,
3: it's just been a complete curse on the old. You my worst
0: yeah, you got me at my worst here, but um, back to what I was saying, I guess, um. Yeah, Gerard Gallant comes in and, and just sets the tone and sets a standard that, uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of, um, you know, talk in the offseason that this team needed to add the word grit, right? Grit was the big focus in the offseason after, you know, the Caps and Tom Wilson, that whole fiasco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. but that's what they did, right? They brought in Reeves, they brought in Goodrill, like all these hey, guys. They, they did that, um, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, um, I, I think everyone's got to be pretty pleased with how quick this turnaround has been. Um, you know, it could be worse. Sure. could be the Sabres, right? Uh, sure. oh! Oh! Yeah, but, um, you know, I, I think, uh, then again, like next year it's going to look really different, right? That we made a lot of moves to the deadline, and I don't know if those guys can really stay with the money, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah,
3: no, I, I just you know, you right Sager,
0: no,
1: I understand.
3: We, yeah. We've been in a goddamn disaster here, not to bring up that, I want to focus on the playoffs, um, but you. You mentioned Chris Kreider. I had the opportunity to play with and against him at at the 91 birth year select festivals. You always knew he was going to be a special player kind of flies under the radar in non New York towns, but he's been a guy to contribute. And you mentioned Panarin and you mentioned the two young guys. I, I saw a few people calling for their heads that, Oh, where are these two, you know, top draft picks. Listen, you have to find a way to contribute to your team's success in whatever role you may play, you have guys like the, the three we've mentioned with Zabenajad, Kreider, Panarin. Um, you know, where is there room for these young young players? What line are they on right now, Laz? Are they are they second third line guys? The are young guys
0: together with Schichtel? Yeah, they're playing together. It's Hidal in between Lafreniere and Kako. Okay. Which is like they look mean. good. Yeah, they've been the they best. Good. Line. They they look. They look oh good. my god.
1: Six two. No way. Really? I'm surprised, I'll be honest. Like, I know Pitt. it's the shirt, Laz. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: five goals in the second period. Are you kidding me?
1: I almost think like I almost wonder Has immediately he used this if this time he's... out at all. Is he
2: even like attempted? He... Like, no. I'm sorry. Like, I know, I mean, I I know this, I know I know people don't take this seriously, but like in a period like this, like After after that, after that quick two goal, those quick two goals. As a head coach, you should probably try and calm things down and use your timeout. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Igor is
0: out of net, right? He's still in there right now. I
1: wonder, I wonder, almost like
0: they just scored two goals in the last two minutes of the period.
1: Yeah, that's not good. That's a backbreaker. I do wonder if maybe. Uh, something's up with him, like an injury or something, even just a small thing. Like even after that, that whole Carter debacle where they came together, I wonder maybe if he just got a slight tug of a hammy, something, right? Because like he hasn't looked, like himself certainly even the last two games and I mean not that the team's doing a ton to help him out and Pittsburgh's just running roughshod with their dump and chase and and the Rangers just can't get a clean breakout right now which is oh, no. a little surprising giving everything we just talked about but I mean give Pitt, I, Pitt credit just man just, like it's yeah. hard to bet against Crosby and Malkin like they just keep showing up I think it's pure inexperience right now. and uh, For sure. Like you know, a lot also, of
0: young guys. I think back, and I'm pretty sure it might have been Kevin Weeks in that, honestly, but I think – I actually, no, I think it was Lundqvist uh, 05-06. The Rangers played the Devils in the first yeah, round. Yeah, it was
3: 06. Remember they showed the clip of yeah. the, the series against Pittsburgh?
0: Yeah, they got – no, the Rangers got swept in the first round against the Devils.
3: Okay. Well, it was 0-6. maybe the next
0: year. They Did lost you see in – you watching
3: when they no, showed that clip?
0: No, in I – In the I just, TV uh,
3: timeout? Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was I was done.
3: No, I mean I me, was, was
1: done. Just so dejected. Somebody help this guy out, for God's oh, sake!
3: Fuck. When Igor, when Igor made that 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 hit with Carter, it struck me, and and I forget who was talking about on the air, but he he didn't prevent comp, like cut uh, contact. He almost put his left leg out there, and you bring up a good point, Ryan. Like, could that have led to an injury? Maybe. I go back to game one. You saw the Smith you know, tear an abdominal wall or have a sports hernia. Yeah. And, you know, playing that long, I mean, it, it down, from there, you know, a little bit downhill, not a little bit, you know, they've gone oh, one or 2 or 1-2. I mean, playing that long and playing that much, you put yourself at risk. Uh, I, I certainly don't envy anybody that's had to play two full games in a night. Um, and Pittsburgh seemed to have been able to roll with Domingue. Uh, it's really tough to see We're talking about a Vesna Trophy winner. And I think we can all confidently agree that Chistorkin was the best goal in the regular season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 But I
3: thought
0: Freddie Anderson got snubbed.
1: As a finalist? um, Yeah, I I kind of felt the same way. I like Freddie a lot. And I like the story kind of bouncing back a little bit from, you know, what ended up being a not – Great, like it, I, I, it was amicable, sure, but not a great way to exit Toronto after five seasons there. So, I, I kind of agree, but I mean, you know, the other guys are definitely deserving too. But I mean, it, it really doesn't matter because Igor is so far and away the, the Vesna winner, right? I, he was, I a think heart, he was a heart trophy candidate for a while, absolutely, like, you
2: know, the way he was playing, and
1: he, and he well should have been. I think. I think the other thing too, and Johnny brought it up, is just some inexperience here with the, this group. There's lots of veteran guys, but inexperience just with the way the group's constructed. Gallant's first year as head coach. A lot of young guys in the lineup, yeah, including the goalie, who is still very young. And uh, I I think that they really – the one thing with them is they have not done enough to get in front of Doming and take his eyes away and make it difficult for him. Like, all the credit in the world to Doming, but – we are talking about a third string goalie here and yeah. I am a little surprised that the Rangers haven't done more to just get in his face and throw everything at him. I and mean, to your point, they have those veteran guys, but even those veteran guys
0: haven't played in the playoffs in at least like three years, like a Truba, lot of them, you know, Truba Panarin, and all yeah. those guys that came over, you know, yep. they haven't played a playoff game in over three years or four years. So I'll you're say right. this. I mean,
2: if you're, if you're an analytics person, which I'm normally I'm not, you know, uh shana on twitter she, she she just posted this it's very easy to put this all on the goaltender but look at the difference in scoring chance generate generation between the rangers and penguins at five on five the rangers aren't getting to the middle which is true because i've been i've been yeah my phone too the rangers aren't getting the middle pittsburgh has 15 high danger attempts to the rangers zero and like there's Whoa, a, just a yeah, giant island of red in front of uh in front of, in front of the Rangers, uh, the Rangers, not like where, where they're getting their scoring chances from. It's just like, like, it, it's a fact, man. Like you gotta get, you gotta is that get a
3: symptom of the problems Dwayne, or is that the product of the problems?
2: I think it's a product Product for sure. I, I like, you, like you said, getting the getting his grill, man, he's a third string goaltender. I mean, maybe sometimes a service will back up, but the worst thing you can do with a goalie like that is let them get comfortable. Right. Wow, what did New York do
3: right off the face-off when he came in, Dwayne? He made two nice, easy chest saves, right?
2: Just get – you know, even – dude, even if you – I hate to say this, but even if you got to, like, flirt with taking a goalie interference penalty – That's a minor. You know what I mean? Like, Like, make him feel uncomfortable. Let him know that he's not going to see the puck all night, clearly. Just get in his face. Like, that's just my opinion, man. I mean, as, as a Sabres fan, I would say if I'm the coaches on the other team, like, listen, man, you have fucking Dustin Dikarski down there. You have fucking Aaron Dell down there. Throw everything you can at him. Just throw pucks at the net, get bodies in front. Don't let these guys feel comfortable and let them have a good game. They're trash. Yeah, but how much of that is New York? I've always looked at New York as being a
3: north-south team, and Pittsburgh. Well, they are, but to clog it up. I mean, that's what New York's game is: being able to counterattack, being able to suffocate teams with with their ability to counterattack, having teams have to play that third forward high. And you know, when when you look at their are they're they're, they're setting a goal to bring it within four-two, it's a, it's a turnover, and they go north. Adam Fox leads the rush they're able to get a goal off of that. Now, I'm not saying that's the only way they can score, but for me, it's Pittsburgh's been dictating the terms of the play, and and they're playing their game. How much of that has to do with Pittsburgh having the last change in the matchups they want these last two games? Obviously, that has to do with it. But when you, you go back, how much different would the series have been if they squeak out New York's able to get that first win and maybe <coughs> build that momentum and getting 2-0 at home going into Pittsburgh. I just think it's a big ass to go into Pittsburgh, having the ability to match up, you know, however they want to do it, whether it's Crosby, Malkin, Carter down the middle, or, or the plug and play pieces they have at center. To me, it's just Pittsburgh has is, is forced New York to adapt to their style of game. I'll shut up and listen, as Dwayne likes to say on those phone calls. I'll
2: oh, hang up and listen. But <laughs> Hang up
3: and listen. But, I'm but, sorry.
2: but just going to that, like, Adam Fox, the one, the, the, the second goal for the Rangers, man, he literally just threw the puck on Domingue, and it made its way to the back of the net. Sometimes yeah, that's what you've got to do box. with these guys. Like, throw the puck at a bad angle, have two bodies in front, and just hope for the best. Like, not a, I mean, that's, that's a playoff goal, man. That's a playoff goal. Look at Patty, Patty Kane's game winning goal, uh, Stanley Cup winning goal. It was from fucking three feet in front of the yeah, goal line. That was an embarrassing goal, though. That's yeah, but never you know, but still,
1: wow. It, yeah.
2: But it's still, like, that's a playoff goal. It's just what happens. Look at the golden goal, Crosby and Miller, fucking different game. play.
3: That's a skill play from Crosby to call for again. let pass. And as he read Miller's poke check, he put it five hole. That different goals. I get where you're coming from, Dwayne. You know, I, I agree. I guess I want to tee up Johnny. When you've seen New York be successful this year, was it was it playing the other team's game or was it dictating the <clears> pace <throat> of the game and playing the north south hockey and and being being able to get up the ice. Whether it's turnovers or bad changes or whatever it may be, how has New York found success this year? I'm going to be honest; I didn't see a ton of their regular season games. Johnny, you have uh,
0: you tell me. I mean, they had the second or third best power play all year, that generated a lot of the offense. Got them. They were so defense. good, so good in the power play, and their power play has not really been all that good in the last two games. Um, they were zero for four, I think, in game three, and tonight I don't think they scored one tonight. And uh, and and I don't know what's going on defensively, but I think they've had more defensive breakdowns in these four games than they did all, all regular season. I don't know what's going on, but they look they look horrible in their own D zone, and they did not in the regular season. I think they had um you know definitely a, a top ten and like chances against um, and now they're probably leading the playoffs in like most chances given up. So, um, you know, I, I am just I I'm, I'm my brain is just. I feel so bad for this poor guy. Like, yeah, I'm a Ranger fan. I bet the Rangers to win the series and I bet the Rangers tonight. So you add that on top of it.
1: Yeah, that's that's (laughs) never a fun seat to be in for sure. I, I agree with you. And I think I think maybe they're. Maybe because of the way this group's constructed and how young and and green some of them are and how green overall the group is as a playoff team, because let's be honest here, like they're well set up for the future, like the Rangers as constructed now, even without adding to this group in the offseason, which I think they will. Um, even if they didn't do that, they're well set up to be a playoff team for a long, long time. When you have a goaltender in net like that, first of all, that's the biggest thing that solves a lot of problems for you right there. And can mask a lot of issues in the regular season, especially in the dog days when guys maybe don't feel like getting up for a, for a game at the 5,000 seat Arizona dome or whatever the hell they're calling that stupid stadium where they're going to drive guys to the ranking golf carts, fucking embarrassing for this league. But He covers up a lot of problems, and so that's the biggest thing for you right there. You've got Igor, and then the bread man is an all-time mercurial playmaker that can just do a lot of damage by himself, and on this team, he he doesn't need to.
2: That was on display this
1: year too, man. When 70 apple over 70 apples for the, for Panarin. He, he was disgusting Absolutely. this year. Oh my God. And it's no surprise. I mean, he put up points in Columbus guys, Columbus, no disrespect. And my cousin was the assistant coach there. So I'm not shitting on them, but I mean, he put up points in Columbus, ladies and gentlemen, like this guy is a really good player. And then Kreider is just a great leader who had an unbelievable year. And then I really like the young guys they have. And Zibanejad's one of the best two-way centers in the game. He, he legitimately is. like he He's a guy that I would want starting in the defensive zone. I'd want him starting in the offensive zone. But I think maybe their over-reliance, if you can call it that, at at least it looks to be in this series right now, their over-reliance on having power play success is a thing that's not really going to do well for you against a team like Pittsburgh. Because again, give them their credit. This looks a lot like those Pittsburgh teams that went back-to-back. Not flashy on the decor. It's just so meat and potatoes, but their decor can all skate. And when the Rangers, who are a north-south team that really rely on getting in there and smashing bodies on the forecheck, when you can't get there first (coughs) and Pittsburgh can just flip it out and have guys like Crosby and Rust and Carter and Malkin and Rodriguez go and fetch the puck in the neutral zone and create good turnovers with sticks going the other way, it's a bad matchup in a sense for the Rangers, and I, I can understand why they're having trouble with it. Because Pittsburgh, say what you will about them, and and what appears to be holes in their roster when you st- when you have Sid Latang and Malkin out there, hard to bet against. So Rangers are the only
3: team that are above twenty five percent on the power play and below seventy on the penalty kill. I don't know what their numbers look like in the regular season. That's you I like to think that they're above 66, right? Now, you you guys have both mentioned the ability to be a special teams, you know, team, but I, I you know, and I'd have to go back and look through what 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 are the debacles on the PK, but 66%, you're not gonna win a series and on the PK. Uh, Bob Bugner was the best coach I've ever had in saying this is that we took pride in being an 80% 85 goal uh, percent play uh, pk team. And if you can kill penalties even if you're not dynamite on the power play, you're going to give yourself a chance to win most hockey games. Um, you know, the only teams they're up against is Florida Kings and Nashville and they're all within that, you know, 66 to 56 range. Everybody else that's winning their series is up in the 70s, 80s. Um, and, you know, Pittsburgh, ironically, 33% PK per, or PP percentage, 75 uh, PK. I don't mean to break it down into strictly a, a special teams game, but uh, for a team in New York that's that's been very good on the power play and, and special teams in the PK in general, um, it's tough to, to point the finger. I, I wonder going after this, is, is the third period started, Johnny?
0: Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm, getting <laughs> yes. always, I'm getting always Twitter notifications from, from two goalies, one mic. Dude, I,
2: I, I tweeted out, Rangers allow five in the second, and John uh, John is about to have a stroke live on air with two goalies, one mic and join the cavo. Can we out. send
1: this guy like a fucking Dairy Queen cake or something? Like yeah, know, right? anything. Like let's Uber eats this guy something. With the, with the, with the, with the Michael Jordan crying, crying. The Michael Jordan crying. Yeah.
2: on Igor's <laughs> body. I'll totally do that if they lose the series. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a, a Dairy Queen ice cream cake with the Michael Jordan crying meme on Igor's body.
1: Just no, like- no. That's awful. Now, now he's definitely. You? Now he's
2: definitely not coming. He's back. He's definitely
1: not coming back on the show. You know what? Now.
2: As a Sabres fan, I take so much shit. So once in a while, I enjoy dishing it out.
1: Well, if we use us
3: the Sabres <laughs> as a fucking benchmark, you can't get any worse than we have been. No, so Johnny, just just you know, count your blessings that you're not a Buffalo Sabres fan.
0: I'd rather um, be one right now. No, you come on. No, You don't no, no. no. even have hope. We have uh, Igor's gonna win the Vezina tomorrow. Yeah. One. It, it, All for what? Then is, going to get made fun of by the
2: entire fucking Twitter app. Oh, wow. Uh, dude, I'm not, honestly, God, I'm not making fun of Igor Shastarskin, dude. You There's know, plenty of fans that would rather yeah. be
1: in your shoes. Every
2: single team in the NHL would ask their starting goalie to have Igor in net for them without a shot of a doubt. Every I think
0: I'd rather team. have no hope than false hope. Yeah. I
1: mean, no, he brings up now. A good now game, you man. sound like you sound like a Caps fan pre 2018. That's what you <laughs> sound like right now.
0: Yeah, I, I hope to, I hope that happens. I'll gladly get some second round exits to one day get the cup. I mean, I have. <laughs> yeah, but, but, look, yeah. But, look, but
2: look, but look at all those Caps, those Caps. You always had to go through Sid and Malkin in their prime to get there, and as heartbreaking as it was, when you finally get, when you finally get there, that just made it all that sweeter,
1: right? Yeah. Right, uh, Jer? The, the Kuznetsov OT winner in game six against Pittsburgh that is the greatest awesome. Caps goal of all time. Is that the breakaway? Uh, yeah, yeah, where Ovi stripped Sid at the blue line, which was even more poetic. Shove um, it up your ass, Sidney. I, uh, that, that goal was great. My girlfriend and I had only like been recently started dating. She's a huge <coughs> Caps fan. And that was one of the first big playoff games we watched together. And we almost went through the ceiling of her living room. I, I thought her parents were going to have a stroke coming down to see what the hell we were screaming about. It was, I'll never, ever forget that moment. And then just as soon as they, as soon as Kuznetsov scored that, I, I, I looked at her and was like, we're winning the cup. Like they, they're going all the way they're going all the way and they did and it was great and it and it really it really did make up for all that horse shit so i mean if that if there's any consolation from me to you johnny because i because again i think the rangers are going to be poised to be a consistent playoff team for for a really long time they're
2: only gonna
3: get all you got to do going. is
1: yeah they're only gonna get better those young guys are gonna get better lafreniere it, lafreniere is gonna be a 30 goal score um they're only going to get better and they've got the biggest piece that you need, which is the guy in net. all you need is a ticket to the dance. And yeah. the caps had one for a decade and the Rangers are going to oh, have listen. one for the next decade. Just get in. And eventually like, like, let's be honest here, guys. Like it takes a lot of luck to, to win the cup. Yeah. Like, no, it, it is. Be good so, to lucky. It is You got to be good to be lucky. Absolutely lucky to be good for sure. But Think of like think about that Caps run down two nothing to the Jackets. Panarin of all of all guys hits the crossbar in double overtime of Game Three. Holpe's out of position, doesn't see the feed back to the bottom of the circle, and Panarin rings the bar. Two shifts later, the puck goes off Lars Eller's right ass cheek, <laughs> and and into the net like just the stupidest bounce. And there were a couple like that against Pittsburgh too, where, I mean, that winner I just talked about with Kuznetsov Crosby of all players makes a soft play at the blue line, which he almost never does. And Ovechkin, who is not a defensive stalwart is back checking, catches him, strips the puck, sends Kuznetsov the other way. Think about, the biggest one, I mean the the save in the Stanley Cup Final, Holt be robbing Tuck of all people. That Sorry, was Alex. wild. Sorry, Alex. The save that was insane. The worst, the craziest one though was was Tampa in Game Seven. Kucherov gets a breakaway, thinks he scored doesn't hear the whistle going Tampa got flagged for too many men on the ice. It would have been one, one going into the second period. And with six seconds left in the period, they actually tell him, Oh, by the way, Nikita, no, you didn't score there. There was too many men on the ice. And then Ovechkin scores right off the face off with one second left in the period in game seven and scores. And that was the dagger like lucky, lucky bounces because Kalorn jumped off the bench two seconds too early in the conference final game seven. Like, there's luck involved here, and I'm just trying to be a guy here and pick our friend Johnny up here because the Rangers are going to have a lot of opportunities to kick at the can for a long time here. So if it's it's any consolation, and by God, if the friggin' Washington Capitals can do it, I mean, for the love of Christ, the Rangers can do it. They're 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 quick. note, are...
3: Rangers going with Gorgiev.
1: As, As up. I have this Ranger fan tweeting
0: me like, "I'd rather have Sorokin in net. Like, show some fucking loyalty, man." Oh, geez,
1: that now
0: Christ. that's where's terrible. Sorokin? Where really that
1: good guy? goalie, really yeah. good
0: goalie. Not not in the playoffs, that
1: though. So Where does he like... play now? Well, he he's with the, the Islanders still. Yeah. And he's going to be done. Oh, Guys, like, take, you take your fat hat off and look at the facts, bro. Show some
0: fucking loyalty. Wait,
3: look at a the Rangers facts, fan Tweeted you that. Yeah. What what? That, I guess. Hey, not to not to perpetuate a stereotype. I may want to bring this up, Johnny. I've just met too many Rangers fans that are fucking. I don't want to say in, uneducated, but like, fuck, man. That's that's just salt in the wound when it doesn't need to be. I'll take fucking Igor Shesterkin over. Sorokin, any day of the week. I think Sorokin's the product of a very tight defensive system with Barry Trotz, and you saw what he did for Washington, Ryan. He is able to get everybody to buy into a defensive system that really doesn't give up a whole lot. They, they force everything from the outside, and they backtrack to the house very well. Um, but fucking, what a dumbass tweet that was. Whoever sent that, tell him to come over to Cully's house and sit
0: on a pine cone. <laughs> yeah. His name's not even like his Twitter. It's like
1: that's brutal. Like that's he, terrible. I understand you get on top of guys when your team doesn't do well, but I mean Igor, Igor was the heart of that team all year. Like, let's relax here. And hey, to be fair, I think Sorokin has a chance to be a Vesna winner someday, too. I, I don't think he's think a that, great goalie. I think he's I don't got think that his, hard. yeah, I don't think his ability is solely tied to what Trots is able to do. And I mean, look at Varlamov, because Varlamov was a Vesna winner. Before he came to the island and had success. I mean, Trotz plays a really great system. I still can't believe they fired that guy. But but look, look too at the impact that a guy like Mitch Korn has on every goalie he ever coaches, including Dominic. Friend Catholic. of the program, Mitch Korn. Children of the corn, they call it. Mitchie Korn is well, he's the greatest goaltending coach of all time. Um, it, it's incredible the impact that he has. I think Sorokin has an opportunity to one day be a Vesna winner, too. But Shisterkin. Because remember, like, the the Russian goalie school of the last few years, I read a great article about it a little while ago. Samsonov first, then Shisterkin and Sorokin. They were their next big three guys. And boy, oh boy, like, all three of them are really high-end, high-talent. We'll see what happens with Samsonov in the long term, as he's played again really well tonight. But man, talk about three guys that have just been... Really, really solid based on their potential. Shesterkin has put space between himself and the other two. Like, significant space. Those other two guys got some catching up to do. I mean, to say, oh, Sorokin Sorokin would be better. I mean, let's relax a little bit. Bro, this this guy now just
0: responds and goes... I said, show some loyalty. He goes to what a fucking loser. I had loyalty to Hank. He was a winner. Shosturkin. Has- <laughs> <laughs> Henrik oh, Henrik oh, Lundqvist oh, never that. won anything. Yeah, oh I literally God. said I was like, I've never blocked anyone on Twitter before, but I am so close to just blocking. Block them. that man.
1: You're I like, love Henrik like, Lundqvist. Like, Hen- Henrik like, Lundqvist a really good goalie. He never won anything.
0: Outside,
2: well, he won a gold medal, but not, that's not the NHL.
1: But it's I mean, and, and, and that that Stanley Cup final loss wasn't his fault, and it's not no. his fault that he never won anything. That guy never won.
0: Like, no, what are I mean, we talking about here? I mean, it's if every out. time the,
1: a guy has a tough playoff performance, you're going to trade him. I mean, the ca- the caps wouldn't have a single guy on their roster that they've got here. Like, Carlson would be gone. Ovechkin would have been gone five times over. Let's trade Backstrom. Let's trade Kuznetsov because he sucked that one time. It's a goofy thing to say. I remember that, actually. Like, and, and uh, you know what it is, man? It's because he's Russian. That's what it is, dude. And and I remember, you guys know too, just year after year, him being like the only guy consistently putting points up. O- Ovechkin should go back home. Damian Cox is one of the worst Fuck hockey contributors him. of all time. He wrote a book a few years ago. My mom bought it for me because she thought, oh, Ovechkin's on the cover. Ryan will want to read it. It was called The Ovechkin Project. And the whole book was just slandering the guy about how they'll never win with him and he's not invested in being a team player and Crosby's so much better. I was furious by the time I got to the last A little bit Canadian-North American bias, eh, Damien? Yeah, just a touch. Because Russian guys can't be good leaders. No, the
3: Russian machine often breaks
1: yeah absolutely yeah don't look back at a guy like sergey fedorov or larry or nope. or any of those great guys and
3: russian five never heard of it
1: yeah no it doesn't exist it, it's no. ridiculous mcgillney um it, it years year after year the caps should trade ovechkin first round exit against the rangers second round penguins second round rangers doesn't matter They should trade Ovechkin. Ovechkin should go back home and save the cap salary cap money. Ovechkin's (laughs) not a leader. They should strip the C. Just any excuse in the world until all of a sudden he wins. And now all anybody can say is, oh, what a great leader and blah, blah, blah. To to go at Shisterkin so young in his career,
3: after the season
1: he just had, where you're set up long term in net. I think is goofy. I mean, that's just me personally.
3: I don't know. You look at the Sabres and me and Dwayne have talked about this a lot. And, and Laz, you're lucky in, in that you have the answer in that. Now it's not, there's no sugarcoating what, what's happening right now. Is it over? No, but the, the series shifts back to the, the garden. And I love hearing the garden fans over the, the TV broadcast. Fuck you, ref and all that good stuff, but you have to have hope there. There's no sugarcoating coating being down 3-1. Um, I just look at where other teams are that, that haven't gotten that goaltending or in the pe- perpetual who's our guy. And even Washington's in that. They have two young guys that, you know, who's the answer? And they've kind of done it by a committee, and a lot of teams have. But I would trade anything for, for having a, a guy like Igor that maybe it's just a small sample size, but there's no denying how talented he is. And and, and and he's, he's so gonna good. be a piece to to the answer. Um, I, so I before we, we run out of time, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the western conference. Anybody been able to stay up and watch the games? I've been yeah, it's easy to, 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 to be hard on the or have a hard on for the, the, the Colorado Avalanche. Um that's been dominant, that's been really fun to see. But again, another young goalie that's been thrust into the, the limelight like Ingram, he's played really well. He's kept it close at least, um, especially that game two was phenomenal. Uh, but looking at the Western Conference as a whole, Dwayne, I'll start with you. Who do you like out of the West and and why?
2: I mean, it's not it's not hard to say the Avalanche, right? Like they're just – like this year I feel like, you know, for them it's either cup or bust. Get their – you know, what, what was all this for? The moves they've made, the season Nas and Kadri have, which nobody saw coming. I saw it coming. I played against Nas. You've played against everybody. No, I played against Nas. He scored I, on me multiple times.
1: Very a good player. Good player. But, good but, player. But,
2: but, but, for, judging from what you saw in Toronto, how he's able to keep that temper under control, keep himself more composed, pr- you know, probably with more of a better leadership group around him. Personally, for me, I'm, with Colorado, Definitely. you know what I mean? Like he's kept himself more composed and more mature, and he had an MVP level season. And. Ah! To hit, I mean, no, my, my, he's not the most he's important. Not his best team. season, can we say
1: that? Huh? Oh, he's
3: he's no, question.
1: Yeah, he has. He not
2: his best season, but he was talked about for the MVP for a little no. bit. No, yes, he was. No, yes, he was. Okay, I'm sure he was. In
3: Five dollars. Five dollars. Move on. What do you got? Yeah. Anyway,
1: I mean, I I remember middle of the season he was he was
2: on an absolute tear
3: because
1: McKinnon was out, remember, and he yeah, was playing on the, time. the team. But It was a brief conversation.
2: Yes, there was some brief conversations about Nazem being in the conversation. Never saying being the winner. He was in the conversation. But just the season, the season he, ha- he had and just that team top to bottom when Kemper's healthy, like it's hard to bet against them.
3: Uh, I got to meet Darcy in Ontario Rain, and I always ask myself, what the fuck is this guy doing in the East Coast Hockey League? Really happy to see him have sustained success. Um, he's is he the answer? Maybe it's nice to see Frank Pavel Frank Franco,
1: yeah, Franco's, yeah, double hip Franso, surgery
3: is incredible. Um, I, I'd i like to see Colorado get over the hump this year. I, I would love, I, I was really rooting for Calgary, and another young American goalie, Jake Ottinger, has really stepped up there. Oh,
2: good, Jake has been so good.
3: He's been really lights out, and that's been a fun series to watch. It hasn't been super high scoring, but uh, a lot of fun to watch them battle. Um, you know, this is put up or shut up for Calgary. You see Winnipeg going through a similar thing right now, you know, a year, year or two after where they were in the same kind of boat, and it's kind of imploding on them. Um, you've heard the rumors about Shifley being unhappy and, and the finger pointing. I think it's if, – if I was in, in Winnipeg, And that management group, or even on the team, I'd say, let's fucking let the new coaches figure it out. Let's not all fucking point the finger and and, and run a good center out of town forever. Winnipeg was, you know, they had cop. What is that? A New York Ranger now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's a good player.
1: Yeah. Really good player. Just a versatile guy that can do a little bit of everything for you. Pot 20 good wheels, really, really good penalty killer. Um, Winnipeg I'm glad you brought them up Cully I like Winnipeg would be the number one team that I would be speed dialing Barry Trotz repeatedly yes I would be hammering my hands through the digits on my phone to get a hold of Barry Trotz if I'm Kevin day off that's just me personally
3: no I would too man they got a lot of talent up and down that lineup and Kyle Connors been a, been a mainstay there after playing at the University of Michigan. And it's just sad to see, you know, how quickly the Canadian market can turn on some players. Obviously, Ryan, you, you, you've you you've grown up in that, and you've seen it with the Leafs and, and other teams. It's just sad to see a really solid core that underachieved in Winnipeg. And they got a great goalie in Hellebuck too. I don't know. <coughs> Shifting from that into the, the Minnesota-St. Louis series, I've had a ton of fun watching that series. Uh, I love Minnesota for whatever reason. I think it's just because Marcus Felino is my boy. And I love to see him have some success there. And especially with the being an American, Laz, you know this Dwayne and you two. And I'm sure Drur is you know it too. For being such a great hockey market and for putting up so many great players over the year, the wild really haven't been awesome. And they haven't, they've been starved for success. And I just want to see that team win. I it's been really interesting to follow the goalie. I don't want to say it, controversy, um, but well, like Talbot didn't, Dwayne, you told me last night when's the last time Kelp Tammet lost a game?
2: He hasn't lost a game in regulation since March. Like, the guy, the guys, I love Flurry,
3: but like, that's fucking crazy. It's a good problem to have,
2: yeah. But they're playing, aren't they? are they has not played bad, Flurry hasn't played bad. I mean. I don't know if throwing Cam Talbot in changes that dynamic or the outcomes of any of those games that they've lost. Like, but at the end of the day, like you brought Fleury in, uh, you know, halfway into the year and it's been Cam Talbot's net since the beginning. And the guy did nothing, did nothing uh, that was within his control to lose the net come playoff time. But, you know, I guess you want to go with the experience and the guy who has three rings uh, to take your team into the playoffs. And I mean, it's not again a good problem to have with both Cam Talbot and marc Andre Fleury, but if, if for me, I would have wanted Cam just because he's been there since the since the get.
3: Well, good problem to have, like you mentioned. Um, a question for Laz: Who's the youngest Ranger to score a playoff goal?
0: It's got to be Lafreniere, right?
3: No, uh, yes, but yeah. they just showed an infographic. It's probably going to pop up on your screen. Steven Rice, is that the right name? I
0: don't even know that. I, I you no know me neither. <laughs> even right. Hey, wow. Hey, I, I, I,
1: I, I was gonna, I was gonna just wildly take a stab. And I guess now that I think about it, it probably doesn't make sense. Cause he came over after some time in the super league. I was just going to guess Kovalev, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Real quick. before How well, we about, how about uh,
2: what was behind uh, the bench during the, uh, the, the, de- the Dallas bench during the, uh, the flames, uh, stars i oh, mean tonight. that it's...
1: poor that poor lady man she is everywhere uh, she's all no, over the there internet ain't no now, poor
2: lady like... about it man she loves every second
3: on that
1: whole sound she's yeah, yeah, a dumb and dumber reference greatest movie of all time uh yeah <laughs> it's a uh, dude it's my favorite movie ever i could quote the whole thing <laughs> really doing it hair um yeah it's <laughs> That was one of the funnier things. Probably the funniest to be childish for a sec, probably the funniest boob related moment since that girl flashed Andre Burakovsky in Vegas when the caps were praying around the cup. And don't <laughs> tell me awesome. you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You all awesome, know man. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I screenshotted
3: was... it. It's in my uh my imaging. of course
1: you did. It's your <laughs> desktop.
2: <laughs> yes. <coughs> yeah, that was well, that was wild. She she uh she she was, on, she was on Twitter. I forget her. I, I I'm probably following. Her. I don't know, but uh, I'm probably following probably her. her but, you know, she's uh, it's she, awful, Dwayne. It's not the first time she's been behind their bench. She's been she's been uh, she's been on uh, on right on a lot. Um, not the first time she's been pointed out, but man, like Biz even said the deep V, uh, during the intermission. Very recurrence. deep V. It's like college deep V. It just get a little yeah. lower. Well, hey,
3: before we wrap this up, I, I'd love to get predictions from the boys. Um, not only tonight, we haven't touched on the other series. Uh, you got the Kings and Oilers. Obviously, Kings tied it up last night. Blues and Wild all nodded at two. I, I quick question: When's the last time that we saw in the Tuesday slot, guys? All four series are tied at five games. I feel like last year there was a lot of early exits in the first round. Um, after mm-hmm. tonight's results, you know, depending on. Yeah. Let's
1: wow. go Heck. Kuznetsov upstairs off. on a breakaway. Ew. A I'm
0: Beautiful
1: telling you, man. To, he waited Bob out
2: the whole way. It was like maybe a touch in front of the goal line and just.
1: I feel oh, so good. bad oh, celebrating right now, given what our friend John's been through tonight, but I had to sell. That was a disgusting goal. Yeah. Oh my, oh my Lord. Ew, oh, ew, ew, ew. That'll be number one on sports center tonight. What a hit by Oshi on Sam oh, Bennett God, too. Man. He erased him. Oshie's oh, she's really, really good dude, in this series. TJ Oshie just stole Sam Bennett's soul. On, on oh, live dude. television, that was Sam Bennett soft
3: as fuck. He's an OHL guy, is he not? Yeah, King, King Kingston, Kingston boy, and
1: King, he was Kingston. really he was really good for the Frontenacs. He really really good player. I mean, that's I do like uh,
3: fucking. I mean, a lot of guys were good for the Maple Leafs, and they've been bad forever. I I just I Sam Bennett never did it for me. Um, that draft class, I know that it is what it the is. I Sam Reinhardt
2: right? draft class. You
3: can redo it 100 times mm. over, but Leon Draisaitl went fucking what? To Edmonton?
1: Third, I mean, yeah, third. It is.
3: it is what it is. I I just, for me, I've been really – fuck, man. If Washington goes up, I'm with Johnny right now. Florida's my team.
2: They're my uh, team too, dude. I, I, I said in a group chat, like if – uh, oops, Samson off with a big save. Uh, I said, they were asked, should we be about the Panthers? And I said, honestly, no. If Bobrovsky can play well – I don't see why you should be worried about the Panthers,
1: but and, and to be fair, like he has played well, right? Like yeah. Washington, that was their thirteenth shot on goal, though. Like that's the a Panthers major have... penalty on Oshie for the record. I just saw the hit. That's a major, Ryan. Why? Why is it a major penalty? Because Bennett ran into him with his head down. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a it's a wishful it's a wishful major penalty for sure. No, yeah, no, they better wake up no, now, though. I mean, holy cow. Johnny, I do want to ask you before we let you go, um, you know, assuming that the Rangers cuz hey, let's be honest, they could go on a miracle comeback here, but like let's look forward to the offseason now. It's been it's been a tough night. It's been a tough series for them. What's the number one thing that you would address on this roster?
0: Um, well, first of all, I just want to apologize cuz you guys got me at my worst here.
1: No, no, dude, you're
0: good, you're good, dude. Dude,
1: we understand, man. Passion, man. It's a letdown,
2: electric podcast, buddy. You, you're you're not showing
0: us anything we, we all haven't already done ourselves. I also just, dude, like honestly, I I so badly like wanted to defend Ranger fans today against what Spit and Chicklist posted, but well, they post well, like Ranger fans, ninety nine percent of the time, like they don't even like know hockey or play hockey to high level. That's they, not they
1: true. Play. That's not true. No, but
0: but like at the same time. My entire Twitter feed right now is full of people that are like, "This series is over. Igor sucks." Like, uh, like people are forgetting. Like we said before, Henrik Lundqvist didn't even win a fucking game in his first playoff series. Like,
1: I I will I will say this because and this is just general. Mm-hmm. Before I let you answer the question about the roster, I did read a crazy stat that ninety five percent of the tweets on Twitter. Are tweeted by less than 10% of the user base. Probably, yeah. I actually, uh, social media is not a great gauge on anything, especially sports fandom. Oh, these fans are morons. These fans, no, generally, a majority of every fan base is level headed people that just love watching their team. And there's like a 5% that's on social media screaming about it. Yeah. The loud,
3: the loud minority. Rangers fans are like great. That
1: We've had lots of great, the Caps and Ra- mm. lots of great battles in the playoffs. My best friend is a Rangers fan. Like that's oh just absolute BS. My God, Malkin what happened, scored,
0: Johnny? Malkin just scored the grossest
1: goal. Oh, did he really? Oh, oh dear. Sorry. Sorry. So every time you, you talk to me, they score. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, the roster though. What what's like the number one thing that you're you're targeting in the offseason? Well, apparently a Vesna goalie isn't good enough. So oh, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Um, you guys gotta watch this Malkin goal. I'm this looking
1: for it right
2: awesome now. Game. Actually, you know what, guys? Hold on. I'll, I'll look for it. And I'll bring it up on the screen. Hold on. Backhand.
3: break down it down for us sure. really quick. Not the rub salt in the wound, but what happened?
0: Capitan does a sick toe drag around Keandre Miller and like throws like a not like behind the back pass, but like. You know, he's behind the net and throws it to the short side. Yeah, Morgan's a little back, shimmy. Oh, Yeah,
2: it's not
3: good. Well, it was fun. I
0: love Miller, too. That's a,
2: that's, that's, that's a kid that's going to be real good for you for a while, man. Keanu's I like a, him a lot. Player. He's a big
3: boy. He's got he's good nasty, on him, nasty good nasty stick, player. good gaps. So, T you up, Johnny, not to say the season's over, but to, to reiterate uh, Ryan's question, what are you looking for? I was going to say defensive depth but I don't know the Rangers team like you do.
0: I think everyone's been kind of talking about it a little bit between cop and Strome and whether it's both of them, one of them or none of them. I think you got to find a legit second line center. Um, you got to yeah. put it at the center position. Um, you know, I, I, I know Ryan said he's a fan of heat. you guys said you're fans of heat. And he's fine. Um, but he's not a second. He's a bottom line six guy. guy. He's not. Yeah. He'll never be a a top.
1: He's a good depth piece. Yes. And he's good in the draw. He's good at the draw. Like if he's your third line center for the next 10 years, hooray. You're you're laughing. You're good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're also talking
0: about a team here that went to the Stanley Cup final with Derek Stepan as a first line center, you know, like (laughs) they did. They they really did. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's so clear that they're not, I mean, not that many other teams are, but you can just tell like these Colorado teams, the the hurricanes there's on a different level, those two teams. I think those two were, <laughs> that was, that was the top two favorite teams to win the cup. I mean, I just thought those two all year were on a different level, like as good as Florida was, I think there was a lot of concern in net with Bob if he could really get it done. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, like this Colorado team, like I don't think anyone can outskate them. Um, no, no Carolina. I think just, they just played simply the hardest out of any other team. Um, and and I think that's just that's just where you got to get to. Um, do
1: you have the Malkin goal? No, I'm, bringing it.
2: It up. I'm bringing it up right now. Hold on. I, I do want to
1: see it. I tuned in too late because I'm locked in on this uh, one goal lead for the Caps with six minutes. But um, let's see here. Whew. But it's also
0: man, like this has been the craziest Eastern Conference ever. All eight teams have a hundred points. Like you it's never. It's insane. Yeah, like.
1: And the the bottom feeders have been just historically awful too. A a large collection of them looking down at like Montreal and Detroit. Good God! Like, imagine being those fan bases right now. Like, you know what?
0: I'm actually I'm so I'm about to after this game ends. I'll probably post like a quick reaction video to this game, even though I pretty much was like half watching it. But um, you know, fucking Ranger fans are forgetting. Hey, guess what? The next two out of three games, guess where they are? MSG. You MSG. win game five, you get some kind of momentum. Go one into the hardest part of the, of the plan. Man. Yeah, you go into Pittsburgh with the Vesna winning goalie. Anything can fucking happen if you win game five. One hundred percent. And then guess 100%. what? Come home for a one-game take-all game seven. Like everyone is so quick to think like three-one is impossible, but guess what? The one sport where I think it is possible is hockey because all you need yeah, is one fucking momentum yes. shift and everything changes.
1: It's one yes. bounce, man. Ask
2: Toronto fans. Ask Toronto fans how safe a 3-1 feet really? is. Man,
1: it, it's, a, it's a bounce off some guy's ass cheek some yeah. years. Yeah. Sometimes it's, year it's just work. a bounce off an ass. Like, oh, here you we got go. some to right the melting goal. Let's see this. And, and back. And then he, he just to the net. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, off. wow, oh, yeah. yeah. He's get yeah. it back from, from Kapanen. Once, yeah. and now watch him lift the stick there. Steals it. And now... Miller's there, but he's watching. Oh, the backhand, back and that's bad, first of all takes it away there. Watch him lift the stick. And that's Captain finally doing something. He's been not very good for them this series and down the stretch. He didn't have very good regular season either. Malkin, I'll say this about Malkin: he has one of the nastiest backhands in NHL history. The nastiest backhand goal I've ever seen, oh, Carolina. that first cup they won in 09, Carolina. go look it up on, on YouTube. You yeah. know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, Laz. That's the that's one against goal. Carolina when they swept them in the conference finals, <laughs> and Malkin comes and takes a loose puck from behind the net on his forehand, goes around glove side, and doesn't even look. He just shelves it backhand Gross. glove side. It's the grossest Gross. goal I've ever seen in my life. I can say this
3: from a goalie's perspective. Backhands are incredibly tough to read off the stick. Yeah. I remember my first practice with Kingston. Doug Gilmore came out with a goddamn flat blade. And I'm like, what is this fucking old asshole doing? Sure enough, Hall of Famer Doug puts a goddamn pisser on that 90 miles per hour. Fucking smell the burning rubber off my goddamn fucking helmet. It's it's wild what Malky can do with his backhand. It's wild that the kids of today don't realize how deceptive and how dangerous a backhand shot could be. Um, but that hardest I'm shot to read in good. hockey,
2: man. Hardest shot to read in hockey. It, uh, it's terrifying when they have some open ice in front, especially between the between the dots on their back. Well, even like Dacol he's, and he's drifting into that honey hole, right? Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. Real quick before we before we, and I know we've said this a couple times. I know, it it time, uh, yeah, I got I know we got your opinion of it last night, Jury. Laz and Johnny, your opinions of Nylander. Last He's night. Johnny. I'm Cully. Cully, sorry. Cully and Johnny, your both of your opinions on the Nylander hold up going into the corner at the end of that game last night.
0: I'll tell you what. If that was my college coach, Greg Carvel, I'd never put on that fucking uniform ever again, dude. <laughs> I love to like, hear
2: that it. was terrible. That was bad, man. That was so bad. And, yes. I, and I remember I tweeted out I like, and I, that's the definition of this hockey team, man. Like when push comes to shove and you really got to, you, you know what I mean? Like, and Grotsky said it going into the third period when all was pretty much lost for the least. Like, you know, you have to win this period going into the next game. Just win the period and take some of that momentum into the next game. And, like, you start the period off well with a Nylander goal, and then you're so soft. The play was so soft. and just, like, I mean, that right there for me just spells the way that series is going to end. Like, that's, it's over.
3: On that note, I think this when week. you have fifty million dollars sunk into uh, Morgan Riley, Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Tavares, and Matthews, maybe that's sixty million. I just think it's tough. I think that looking back at that, like Kyle Dubis was, and you know Ryan, Kyle Dubis was Susie Marie's GM. Yeah, they they traded for Jack Campbell, which gave me my overage year. Thank you, Kyle. Um, but fuck, man, like that Nylander contract. If you're if you know you're going to be paying Tavares, Marner, and Matthews up front, and that big contract for Riley, how can you justify giving him fucking eight mil a year?
1: Well, like right now, he's he's making what six, seven, six, seven, five. It's yeah, like it's just a it's it's a brutal looking play.
0: Hey guys, I oh no, I didn't see that. Not if I hop.
1: Yeah, no, no worries, John. We, we put you through enough. Thanks for the misery, fellas. I appreciate it. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, hey, thanks Double for coming Ian on. Well.
0: Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a bad looking play, and I mean, they oh, got a lot to, to watch. For. They got a lot to answer for, and it all starts tomorrow. They better come out flying. I feel bad that we've just absolutely got Johnny at his worst. Great guy. I've been
3: following him on Twitter for some time. Uh, got some great tweets. Feel bad, and I, I can only imagine the 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 vitriol that he's encountering on New York Rangers Twitter. I it's the worst Xavier's when your team's Twitter losing was bad until I went down that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, it's the worst when your team's losing, and again, it's like such a such a marginal like segment of any fan base that gets on there and does that, right? Because the majority of fans are like turning said, the channel. Putting it behind a, yeah, like they're not on Twitter. Like the most negative people ever are generally the ones that are on Twitter shredding guys, and I mean, it's just kind of yeah. like, okay, yeah, good for you you could do so much better, you know, like it, it's one of those things like criticisms valid, like criticisms valid, but going, going so far as to say, Oh, I like that one guy, I'd rather have Sorokin. I mean, that's just just dumb. That's moronic, man. Let's let's hold on. I never once ever in my life through the, the worst of the caps playoff disappointments went, Oh, I'd rather have X. I'd rather have Stamkos than than Ovi. Like, come on, like, relax no, he over here. Like, no, you would not.
2: No, dude. Ovi's the greatest goal scorer of all time. There's no yes, he is. He's the greatest goal scorer of all time. Like, I, I don't want to hear I want to hear it, man. Like the, the fact that he's put up the numbers he has uh with the way the league is today and how much better the goaltending is. Like, it's it's really mind-blowing that he's that he can even. He would, he, would, he would have probably possibly broken that record this year had he not had to deal with the first lockout, what would have been his rookie year. Had yeah. he not dealt with the second lockout, another shortened. Oh, my time.
1: God, Johansson breakaway. Whoa, big save by Bob. Big save by but, Bob.
2: Um, And then the COVID-shortened season, just all Woo! these, all these work stoppages in the NHL. He might have broken it this year, if not this year, absolutely next season.
1: Yeah, oh. if, if he doesn't miss all that time through no fault of his own, you're probably sitting 780 even right now. You're probably looking at 820, 830, maybe 840. Um, it's pretty incredible that he still it might is. do it. Absolutely is. The road. Oh, yeah,
3: never is. breaks.
2: You boys want to wrap this up?
3: Yeah, sure. I want to I go out with one thought. Big thanks to Johnny and obviously Ryan, of course. I feel Ryan's, or sorry, I feel Johnny's despair. We have been there in perpetual motion from no goal, the Sabres fans, to the fucking staff infection with Jay McKee, to the goddamn depletion of our defenseman that year, and to the, the debacle, which was free agency, what, 06, 05, with Brewery, or Brewery, Drury and Briere.
1: Yeah, it was tough. I feel nuts.
3: Johnny's pain. There's a lot of upside to that team. I come back to one thing. You need there's a lot of teams that have won by goaltending committee, and I, I feel that, but listen, Igor Shosturkin is young. He's very, very versatile in his game that he's able to make saves that he shouldn't make. I, I feel bad for, for the goalie and for the fan base, not the fan base that's saying they wish to had Sorokin, but I think you have a very good good. think about it, guys. Two years ago, the Rangers sent out a fucking memo to their season ticket owner saying we're in a rebuild. Less than two and a half years later, they're in it.
1: Yeah, I they're in the to dance. you guys
3: up for this. The Bruins, I really do feel like they're on their last leg. Now, I'm not saying they can't win this year because fucking Bergeron and Marshani had fucking five points out of five goals. My dad mentioned something about I can't wait till the Bruins are done. I didn't realize it because I haven't been in it as much over the past 10 years. But the Bruins have been a mainstay. When you take them out of it, it it's a whole new look looking Eastern Conference. And I feel like New York takes that and, and but like it goes back to Ryan. Florida like, just tied it. That, yes, thank God. Ryan, how much do you think that Washington? How many years do you think Washington has left to compete?
1: Two or three.
3: And how many do you think the Bruins have to compete?
1: Maybe one or two. I that's mean what that's I'm kinda
3: of getting at. And Dwayne, I want to tee you up for this before we kick it to Ryan. Who who are the teams to beat in two years?
2: I'd say the Rangers. Um Colorado still. I mean the no Eastern Conference. Eastern conference. I would still say Florida. Um, you have Spencer Knight. Uh I think eventually that's gonna be his net, without a doubt. I think uh, you know, he's he's gonna be an absolute the Eastern's gonna be stacked at the goalie position for a while, and I mean, I want to say Tampa. I, I still want to say Tampa, man. I mean, I know age. I know age. I know they're, those guys are getting older, but still, man, like they they have the blueprint where they keep that core of players together, and they find the plug and go guys. Like now, right now, it's guys like Ross Colton who are performing in the playoffs. Last year, it was Barclay Curro, and it was Blake Coleman. They find those guys in their system, and they plug and go, utilize them until they have to pay them, and then they let them go.
1: Thoughts on this goal right here, fellas? I mean, you know, that's what you get when you're the Caps and you play terrible defense all night, and you only have 16 goals on – or 16 shots on goal. Like, that's what you get. Sam Reinhart. Oh, righty, baby!
2: Of course. Why not, Sam Reinhart?
1: So yeah, I mean, this is what you get when you're Washington and you you waste another gem of a goal uh, or, or another gem of a performance by Samsonov, and they're going to get what awesome, they deserve. Dude. And he's been so good this game, you're uh, you, you're going to get what you deserve. You're going to get a tough, soft OT loss. That's what that's what they deserve. They they didn't yeah. do enough to help. You know,
2: I'm looking I'm looking for the goal right now. Um,
3: no, it was a good little high play. They had sustained pressure you know what gets me when you look at a lot of these wins over the past, you know, 10, I don't want to say 10, but let's just use 10 as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a metric 10 years, Ryan, you touched on it earlier about the Larsella Ella goal and the hope be save on Tuck. You can go back through any cup teams, any cup winning teams run. And it's been awesome to see just how little those little plays are. Breaking this down, oh wow, Sam Reicher in there? his
2: office there, dude. Like that's where he makes his money, dude. Right there in front of the nut, dude. Uh, he did it in Buffalo, and he's doing it in Florida. Good yeah, for him. Man. Good they,
1: for him. Uh, they had a number of, yeah, over. they had a number of chances to clear it too. I mean, that's what you get. They're going to overtime, and the Panthers are going to score a really soft one because Samsonov, after playing so well, is going to be deflated because his team didn't help him. And he's going to let a soft one in. That's what he does. And uh, the Caps were awful in overtime in the regular season. Not that that means anything. You're a bounce away. But the Caps are losing this game. Like, I'll be blown away now if they win. And and, and they they missed the empty net a couple, a couple times, too. And they didn't playing work hard enough at 6-on-5. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing not, not to happy. lose. That's Peter Laviolette hockey. That's what you get. Um, right. And when the Caps, it, you know, they, they played so well on, on Saturday. If, if they end up getting eliminated by the Panthers, they need to – implode that entire coaching staff. Do you think do you think they call Barry? Yeah, I had a, a buddy of mine that runs the Caps fan cast talk to me about that and I was like I just can't see it happening the way- well they fired him like the Islanders you know, fired know, him. The Islanders fired him yeah yeah you know that's earlier what you were talking today. about earlier I yeah. thought you were talking
3: about the Cap- I was confused because I thought that the, the the islanders poached him when you said that he got fired I thought that you were referring to the caps um Losing it, I thought that that was what it was.
1: And no, was no.
2: He's been on the ice all day. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I was uh, axed Barry Trots today. Yeah, they fired him.
1: Wow, what a yeah, stupid yeah, fucking yeah. move that is. I know. He's yeah. the best coach in hockey. I know. The Lou father swinging the ax. Fucking Lou is losing it, man. Don't blame your, your, your brutal core of leaders that didn't show up for the first 13 games when you were on the road. Go um, back
3: to last year. If Anders Lee doesn't get hurt,
1: yeah, you never know, right?
3: They, no, they're I I, I hate to, to say this. If Anders Lee doesn't get hurt, they win that series last year.
1: Yeah, they were right there. Like back to back right back to back conference finals. Took oh. took took them from being literally the worst defensive team to the best <laughs> defensive team trots is trots is a maestro i don't think he's coming back to washington it ended pretty not great like cup and everything but ownership uncle ted wanted to invest in a brutal coach for his basketball team and invest 10 million dollars a year and the guy they hired to, to coach the wizards that worked out really well don't spend money on the guy that brought a long-awaited title i, I just can't see it it, yeah. it would i i don't think Maybe so well. I would welcome it because I'm sick of Laviolette stifling our special teams and our offense, but uh, I just can't see it. Wishful this is the way boys. I look
3: at it. You have Barry Trotz being hired here and him being fired
1: here and yep. then going down. Yeah, the aisles are... The best
3: coach in the NHL.
1: I think By so the way, too.
2: golfing today at Glen Oak and I found a Toronto Maple Leafs for the Leafs. invite, Dwayne. Uh, okay, you're on the ice all day, but uh, Toronto Maple Leafs alumni golf ball.
1: Oh, that's pretty funny,
2: right? So I'm assuming this is made like at a sign. No, uh, I've no. I, I, know, I mean, <laughs> tailor made. Uh, yeah. So
1: it's a sign of cool. things to come, maybe.
2: Maybe, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I was thinking.
1: I'm gonna, post,
2: I'm gonna post that later. I found this today uh, while golfing. Sign of things to come. Uh anyways, man, I'm let's wrap this up, buddy. Uh, because I know Ryan is dying overtime is Pep coming going to overtime here.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll I see.
3: have a like, Spitfires golf ball like that, Twain. Oh, do you? Yeah. I gave it to my brother. He shanked it in a lake.
1: Beautiful.
3: Well, Beautiful. hey, episode 99. Couple clicks for the great one.
2: Right. I uh but listen, I, 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 uh, we got a big show in store for episode 100. Um, as of right now, Andrew Peters booked to come on with us, uh, Sabres alumni, host of After the Whistle.
3: Friend also of the program,
2: Andrew Peters, also believe Craig Rave will be joining him. We will see. Nice. Uh, I'm extremely excited for that. Uh, but, anyways, boys, it's always been a it's always a pleasure. Uh, any final thoughts? Go Panthers, go!
1: Yeah, I uh, go caps, and it was fun to have Johnny on. Sorry that the night went that way for him. We, we've we all been there before. Um, his Rangers are going to be okay in the long term, though. And uh, yeah. yeah, always a pleasure to join you guys. I'm available whenever you need me,
2: Ryan.
3: Oh, you're sure. the best, buddy.
2: But I'll uh hang up and listen. This has been episode 99 of Two Goalies, One Mike, brought to you by outlet liquor the place to buy a case uh get over to Outlet liquor over on george urban boulevard i don't know what that's all about but uh Whoa. hold on they're just showing Whoa. that walking goal again uh thank god johnny wasn't on with that uh but again get over to george room boulevard get your case uh place to buy a case don't haste and uh we will talk to you for episode 100 with uh Andrew Peters possibly Craig from after the whistle maybe we'll bring Ryan back on Uh, guys an absolute wagon and uh, Cully I'll let you get to bed Uh, and we'll talk to you later hey everybody this is Dwayne from two goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind the mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world now you might be thinking hey Dwayne why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey